Hello listeners, welcome to part one of our chat with Zoe Edwards, the heart behind Me Made May 2020. You can listen to part two of this podcast on Friday. You're listening to So Organised Style Podcasts, produced by me, Maria Theharis, Fellow Sos, and Anne Wally, the Patent Whisperer. This is Series 2, Episode 14. Did you know that Zoe lived in New Zealand when she was studying fashion design at university? Let's listen to Zoe now. Anne, Zoe, Zoe, Anne. Zoe. Hi, Anne. Nice to meet you. I'm so thrilled to meet you, Zoe. You're saving the world. You've got all your fabric behind you. Let's just say one very small amount of it. What? Really? Wow. I've been collecting for a very long time. Look at all that. So the, the, the six units I can see there, what does that represent from your stash then? 15%. 15? 15. 15. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorting and <laughs> folding. I have to sew it. So if I don't put it out, I'm not going to see what I have. And I, I know that I'll sew it. Do you catalogue it in some way? I used to, but that's a waste of time because I used to spend hours trying to find where I put it. And what did I put it under? Was it stretch? Was it brown? Was it this? Was it? And I just thought every spare moment I was really doing admin instead of sewing. And I thought, I don't actually care. (laughs) If I can see it, I'll grab it. If it fits, it does. If not, I'll fold it up and put it back and get another one. (laughs) Wow. So Maria was just telling me about, uh, she was just about to explain how you came on board with the podcast. I couldn't even imagine anyone ringing me up and asking me to join. I thought, I can't think of any reason to say no. I'll say yes. Yeah, we do. Did you know each other previously then? A little bit, but not much, really. We know each other a lot better now, don't we, Maria? Oh, we certainly do. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you speak several times a week. Yeah. I think when we started in August, at the beginning of August, when I... That's right, it was winter. Because I came down, sorry, this is the backstory. I ended up coming down to Melbourne where Anne lives over the, the first weekend in August. We had my f- husband's family, they were all going to be there. Long story short, Anne and I, with Bruce, we spent a whole day recording interviews. We had a ball. It was back to back. Fun. So that was the first time you, that was your first meeting, just straight in the deep end. Oh, well, Frocktail, I don't think you could call Frocktails a meeting, though, because really you get drunk and you drink and you talk and you dance and you don't really get a deep relationship out of Frocktails, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, so we've been partnering on this since, mm. the, since, day, since before day one, I think. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. But I have to say, Zoe. Yeah. Me made May. I'm thinking, why isn't it me made May every day? <laughs> well, somebody made that into a hashtag, didn't they? Me made May or me made every day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I, I would find it very overwhelming if it was every day of the year. Yeah. <laughs> My well, Instagram was a bit crazy around May. <laughs> I don't think I could handle it. It's just so wonderful. And one thing that I, I read and I see in the comments I wasn't going to do me made May again this year. I thought, yeah. no, I don't have time. But I feel like I'm missing out and I really think I could do. And I just think, oh, isn't that lovely that they've changed their mind and it's only day two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that it says, for me, what I read from that is that people see that it, it's a really joyful thing, you know? that it's a celebration and that people don't want to miss out on that sense of, of fun and celebration. 
that's that's how I, I look at look at it anyway I hope that's not people just feeling scared that they're missing out I don't know about you Maria but I think it's a real journey the first me May May I went in it was it was really challenging because I thought it's really hard to get into I suppose a situation where you can take a photo of yourself and feel that that's okay and you know to look into the camera yeah, lens the photographs aren't the challenge the photograph is the documenting of the challenge you know so i really want to stress that people don't need to take photographs if they don't want to like that's like almost the the documentation as i say or like the what people see but it's not the challenge itself so i don't want people to feel that they have to you know put on makeup every day or whatever if they don't want to and and take a photo if that's not how they do you know what I mean I don't yeah, want because I think people burn out with don't they if they've oh, decided yeah. they're going to take a photo every day and it doesn't happen and then they feel that they've let themselves down in some way I think that's a real shame because I really it don't is. want that to be the emphasis the emphasis is the getting dressed and the uh, the learning about your wardrobe and your style and stuff you know but it's also a growing experience for people who might not think that they can do that. And I see such a change in people from one year to the next where the first time they do it, because oh, I read yeah. the comments, I love the comments. Oh, I feel like, oh, this is, oh, and you think, oh, it's okay. You know, just we'll just ride through the whole experience. And then by the end of it, it's a real wonderful transformation where, I can take a photo of myself. I can talk about what I do and I can share that with yeah. other people. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I could be part of this community and it doesn't matter if I don't have millions of handmade garments. No. I'm part of this. I really like that. I also really like reading the comments where people say that it was me made me that inspired them as well to get into garment sewing as well. I think that's amazing that they've seen all these amazing people wearing their beautiful clothes and feeling good and looking amazing and that's inspired them to take their own journey and I think that's that's really that's a benefit that I didn't predict you know that's true I mean if it's for the whole of May every day most people don't dress up in formal outfits right so when you're feeling a bit anxious <laughs> about me made May it's your everyday clothes you know, it's as simple yeah, exactly. as that. It's your yeah. t-shirts, it's, it's your jumpers, it's your cardies, it's your knit skirts, it's whatever you're comfortable in, yeah. We right? want the number of that pattern and we want to know if you're <sighs> wearing that and you want to wear that every day, we want that pattern number right now. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing how people, it's one thing, is it, to finish a garment and either have it on your dress stand or put it on for a photograph, but I really like to see how people actually wear those garments in a real outfit that's going to see them through their day, you know? Like, what do they wear it with? You know, what colours do they put together? How do they layer those pieces? I find that really fascinating as well. Like, it's a little window, isn't it, into people's lives. I find that really, really like, there's some real joy. It is. When I've done Me Made May at the beginning, I actually realised which ones were my repeat garment. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. kind of an insight that I had no idea existed. So it gave me something to not want to change, but want to reuse more and understand how to right. reuse it in a different way. Right, fantastic. Yeah. And then also see, I guess, it's like, oh, I wear a lot of, I don't know, jackets or whatever it is. And so then you can maybe focus your 
future garment making towards those type of garments so that the time and the effort and the money that you're putting into your sewing mm. will seem you know more use going forward I, I think that can be really good and useful as well as you say like because we don't tend to unless we are doing some strange challenge like, <laughs> like oh, we do you know we don't really pay attention to which garments are getting the most use do we no but through me made may i've i figured that yeah. one out pretty soon yeah brilliant i really need to stop wearing mustard cardigans every single day no <laughs> i love it i love it i want it actually it makes people say well if she can wear that mustard color and i can see what she's doing with it well i've got that in yeah. my wardrobe i'll have a little play and and it makes it yeah, really yeah. interactive exactly and think oh okay well they've put it with navy or that she's put it with rust or whatever yeah exactly i think that's so good and i love the little window into people's lives and um maybe not so much this year because everyone you know so many people are stuck at home but on quote-unquote normal years you know you can get to see little bits of people's workplaces or their families or their home or i, I just love it i love it it's so interesting it really feels like bringing a whole kind of global community together and um and yeah and kind of making friends that way as well like i always find so many new people to follow that i find so inspiring you know. you know, it's funny because it depends what kind of a world you're in, whether you get any interaction from wearing a me-made outfit. Some people might feel shy to say that it is me-made. And I think this particular challenge builds confidence because we're sharing it with others who sew. We get a bit of a feedback, yeah. like some people might not get a lot of feedback, but some people who wouldn't be aware that their garments are wonderful, probably for the first time in their lives, do get feedback. And they're like, oh, it's actually good. And I, I have a husband who I've got a, if I put something on in the morning and that's before all this happened, we'd go out and have our, we have our date time in the mornings because he does late nights. So okay. I think, well, I'll put something on. I think, oh, I don't know. I'll just wear it because I've made it. I'm going to wear it. I'm getting a photo. And he goes, oh, well, that's a knockout. And you think, oh, is it? Because I haven't even tested it. I haven't put it through its pace during the day. And I think that's what this is for me made May, is that we get a chance to have any kind of feedback. Different people will like different things for different reasons. So yeah. I might be married to someone who doesn't like anything I wear. It's not the case. He does like what I wear. But imagine if you were married to someone or you had a partner or you had friends who really didn't like your style. Or you on your own, you know, yeah. Yeah, so it's great to get some kind of an opportunity to have feedback from people who see what you're on about to get you. And I think that's really such a, a very important yeah. aspect of this yeah, challenge. Totally. It really lifts you up, can't it? We need it. <laughs> we need it. Yeah. More compliments. More compliments <laughs> yes. in the world. Yes. <laughs> now, when it comes to getting feedback, I think the second year that I did Me, May, May, I actually asked people to give me feedback on style because that's what I was looking for. Yes, I could make clothes. And I actually yeah. did get comments about, oh, maybe this and maybe that. And I took them on board and I actually appreciate it, but it's because I asked for the feedback. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was really insightful of you, Ed, to do so. That was oh, really clever of you. I think when I was trying to think about how I could benefit from me, made me after the first year of being anxious about it the whole time and trying to do it, and I learned a bit, I thought I would actually like some feedback. So it was lovely that different people would pop up and say, oh, and they would give me some suggestions. So 
Yes, thank yeah. you. So community. That's such a good idea. That is such a good idea. Hmm. That's really good. Did you find that there was, um, when you were asking for feedback about, say, a garment or an outfit, that the feedback was, there was a lot of kind of unanimous comments or was it really varied? Some people were just happy to say, you know, that looks good. And other people would give me, um, and it would probably be two or three people. Someone would say the suggestion and two or three others would agree and they'd Ooh, say uh -huh. X, Y and Z. So it was very constructive and I suppose there was a group that allowed themselves to give me the feedback as well. Because I know sometimes it's a bit of a risk, you know, if yeah. you say something. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is with that, like, I, I think if you have a classic style and you're critiquing another person with a similar style, I reckon that's safe. Mm -hmm. Because they're seeing other things where you can critique in the same tribe type of thing. Because we all have our different styles. And if someone likes comfortable clothes and they get told that, you know, you really need to pull in that waistline. They go, but I don't want to do that. So it's a very, it's hopeful that whoever critiques you are on the same same wavelength as you. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. I think that makes it yeah. important. But if someone was very goth, I suppose, a goth type of person, you wouldn't want that kind of feedback because they'd say, no, you're not wearing enough black or, you know, mm -hmm. and why aren't you wearing something with a bit more edge to it? So there's that aspect of it too which I is tricky. I think, I think that people can project you know can offer commentary that isn't necessarily completely in line with their own sense oh. of style okay. I think I think yeah I think that might be even interesting to get some feedback from somebody whose style was quite different to yours maybe maybe there would be like a slight bridging of a gap possibly I don't know yeah. I, I, that's very brave of you Maria though I don't know if I I would be so bold <laughs> I mean I know that most people in the um in the sewing community are very mindful of expressing themselves in a polite and considerate and positive manner but I mean there are people that don't sadly so I guess that would open you up I mean directly asking for people's opinions does open you up a little bit to that but it sounds like that was a really positive experience for you. Yeah it was I think in the main my blog has always been sort of the wallflower type I don't really have strong views on anything so it was worthwhile for me to actually use that that period to, to try and elicit some feedback and then watching other people with their amazing styles you get really good ideas of what to do next yeah yeah definitely how many uh me made mates have you both participated maybe five or what do you think maria i think i was on when you were on but i don't remember you asking for for feedback mm. i think you're I more was there a period so when you did you do September as well and another and March? Yeah, because actually the very first Me Made Challenge was Me Made March. Yes, that's oh. it. Yeah, back in 2009 or 10? So I think I joined in when you only concentrated on May. Back in Were the you day. doing March? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Very, the very, very first one was March. And it didn't go, I mean, this was when I hadn't been garment sewing for very long. Yes. And I was living in Spain at the time and I didn't have a very big selection and I was freezing. I was freezing all month. And because uh, a lot of the clothes that I'd made were for, more, for warmer weather, but March can still be quite chilly in Spain. I didn't have any jumpers one rubbish thin ponty cardigan oh. um yeah i mean it's fine it was you know but i, I learned a lot and i was like i'm gonna do this again when it's a bit warmer 
So that's when I then said, oh, I'm going to do this in May. Is anyone interested in, because it was just a personal challenge, just me initially. And then I said in a couple of months, I'm going to try again. Is anyone interested in doing it? You know, you don't have to do the full outfit like I was doing. You could just do one garment a day or whatever you wanted to do. That was the first like community version. And that had, I thought that it was just going to be a couple of people, but it was like 60 or 70 or something. Ooh. And then I think we did a September one. We did self-stitch yes. September. And then the f- and it, it took, and then the next year I did a few weird months. And then I think it was the third year that it settled as the yearly May only annual thing because it grew, it grew. And oh. it was, because yeah. I thought initially it was going to be a handful of people, you know, so we'd be able to just follow a few blogs and what have you. Obviously this is way before Instagram. It was kind of before Flickr. Yes or at least before I was involved with her. So yeah, so it took a couple of years for it to become the annual May thing. And then because there were so many people involved, it kind of grew beyond just blogs. And we had like the community element was more focused on Flickr at the time, because that seemed the easiest way to share images of our of our challenge and, and comment and, and follow people and stuff. Yeah. So it stayed with Flickr for a while and until, yeah, Instagram really became mm. more the focus of, of, of oh. people sharing the images of their challenge if they wanted to, yeah. So it's changed. It's changed with the development of technology. <laughs> yeah, the Flickr side yeah. of it is when I think I got involved. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, it worked quite well. It worked quite well. And then yeah. there were the challenges on the Friday. There was, we talk yes, about what Yes, that we... was so fun, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Standing, standing next to a bin on a Friday, that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it was like, share your lunch or do a twirl or everyone yeah. wear red or something, wasn't it? Or spots or... Exactly. Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got so big now, it'd be very difficult to, to do that now, sadly. Yeah. Imagine if you were standing at the only bin and then you had 500 people rush for a photo at the same time. It would be just... It'd be bedlam, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'd be some bins in London or whatever. Just not with, yeah, not with social isolation. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work now, would it? Yeah. Well, not with the isolation, especially not with the isolation. We couldn't have that. No, of course. Yeah, it's a good job. It's pretty much a fairly um, kind of isolating kind of hobby anyway. Yeah. Well, I just think it's going to help a lot of people who are just feeling a bit flat I think that's the word isn't it flat but are we it's quite an interesting time but different parts of the world you know we're going into winter and it was it's just been freezing the last couple of days and it's getting bleaker so I think coming you're going into some warmer weather where you are you know what we had a couple of weeks a few weeks ago that was so lovely they were so so lovely and then we just had another cold snap this is how spring works in the UK you know you have a lovely bit and then a freezing bit and a foggy bit and a rainy bit and so it's like this constantly but yeah I think it was last May I've got or the May before I had photos of me in my winter coat and in shorts on the beach all during May, you know, because it was so crazy and varied. So, yeah, we have a lot of different weathers within within May usually, yeah. But hopefully we'll come out the other end and it will be a bit warmer again. Yeah. But not necessarily. <laughs> well, it's just kind of life, isn't it? And it's sharing the different... It's really connecting with people at all walks of life all over and there's no oh, sorry, you can't do this because you're not doing blah, blah, blah. It's for everyone. And I think that's what is so absolutely wonderful about it. 
Yeah, I feel quite sad. Sometimes I see comments of people going, oh, I felt I couldn't do this last year because I only had three me made garments. I was like, fine. If you've only got three, that's fine. You can wear, you can be part of it if you've got one, you know, just, you know, it doesn't have to be about wearing a, a garment every day or wearing a whole outfit every day. You know, if you've literally got one self-made garment, fine, you know, just maybe set your plan, your challenge to maybe make another by the end of the month or yeah. wear that one garment each weekend, but in a different outfit or something, you know, there's exactly. different ways that you can, you can work with what you've got, you know? It doesn't have to be about, you know, I've got to like batch sew 50 scout tees. So I've got a variety to wear through the month. I think we tend to compare ourselves with some other sewing people. And, and really, yeah, there's always totally. going to be someone doing more and there's always someone doing less. It's just that's the way of yeah. the world, isn't it? It doesn't matter. And it's actually quite an interesting exercise to watch how people take photos of themselves that's how I've learned a little bit about photography I'm not the best but I've learned a little bit along the way I think keeping the eyes open and yeah. getting getting up early and trying to get that morning sun is the best way I mean shadows this is all the shadow it's driving me nuts I just um <laughs> it just doesn't work terribly well and night time taking photos at night time oh that's uh unless you've got a spotlight right on your face it's distracting. Everything is distracting. <laughs> yeah, I have to have a very specific set of weather circumstances to get any photos. So I, I, this, uh, my documentation of my challenge this year, I'm just doing tiny little Instagram stories so I can just talk through my outfit and put it in my stories. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Stories, I think, are really good learning experiences too. I haven't, I've only just started using them really. I like it, it's really fun. And I like that you can then save some as well if you do want to keep them for a bit longer. Thank you Zoe for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat to Anne and I today at the start of Me Made May 2020. You know there's more fun to listen to and you can download part two of this chat on Friday. So keep an eye out for it. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, and Anne Wally, the Pattern Whisperer. Sound by bensound.com. So Organised Style, spelt with an S, not a Z, is available on our website, soorganisedstyle.com, with all the links to this podcast and all of our other podcasts. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox and our podcast platform Libsyn. Subscribe to our podcast to listen to our earlier shows and tell your friends about us. Thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you tomorrow.